following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, and I am here with another returning uh, co-host from his Super Bowl hiatai, Austin, the Stat Man. Previously spoken about on all three of my podcasts now. I, I, I literally just talked about him on Common Debauchery. And now he's back on Hats, Tats, and Stats. A little like not late night like me and Taylor, but hey, we're getting close. What's up, buddy? What's going on, buddy? How are you? Listen, my, my intros are getting long. You got to start cutting me off. I listen, I, I'm pod. You just told me that I was podcast famous. So now I didn't want to cut you off when you were speaking so highly of me. I don't, what am I supposed to do? The I'm going to let you roll with those. The best part is somebody else told you you were podcast famous. You were hanging up a flyer. Yes. Like, yes. For tip of the cap for me at your baseball place. So to hang up a flyer for the baseball podcast at the baseball location. And so it was like, hey, somebody was just talking about you on a podcast they listened to, which I th- I think had to be common debauchery. I would think so. He didn't know. He, so he flipped through all of the podcasts that he follows and he's a podcast guy. So he was flipping through all of them and he goes, I think it was this one. And I go, yeah, it's either had stats or, you know, common debauchery, but you tell me I've been mentioned on like all of them. Well, so you, I, you yeah, were on, you were that. on tip of the cap. You are a co-host of hats, tats and stats. And I, I just mentioned you and actually uh, your, your compatriot up there, up North Neil about, customer service voices and how you have one of the most fantastic ones on the planet. And I was referencing Neil answering the phone with the whole new era park and help you. And like kind of going that doesn't almost sound like him at all. Yeah, except exactly. That's yeah. Cool. My man sounds like he's answering a sex chat line when he answers the phone at work. It's weird. Oh boy. But, you know, you know, it's not, I don't get to hear that anymore. It, uh, it's his father's number now. It's it's Neil Senior's it's his right. his number. So it, he answers one hundred percent of the work phone calls. So I don't get to hear that anymore. You know what? It's going to come better. You guys are going to get a landline someday, and it's going to come back, and you're gonna, it's going to warm your soul. It's going to happen. You know, it's it's actually kind of funny. So Neil's Neil's voicemail is hello. You've used the voicemail box, Neil Turvey, right? And it's been the same for fifteen years. Okay. But when somebody walks into the facility, he goes hello. And my brain goes, you've reached the voice box and the other like it completes the sentence for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. So that's a nice little plug for common debauchery. If you haven't checked that out, head over to uh, another page in the BICBP radio network, or just, you know, type in common debauchery on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and you can go listen to exactly what we're talking about here with Neil's, uh, Neil's customer service voice. But that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk some football and we're going to predicate this with it's the off season. We talked football last week. I We were really trying to avoid back-to-back football episodes because hockey's happening. We would talk basketball, but we don't really have a basketball fan that hosts with us. Um, so, you know, that, so that's tough. Nick was going to come on and talk some hockey. He got busy today. And I'll tell you, the Sabres, the only thing I can tell you is they suck. I think the only thing I can tell you is that they, they, they try to play hockey. It, they say... They definitely put their skates on and they definitely go out on the rink. And that's about, that's all I guess what I got. That is about it because trying to play has been like questionable as of late, especially the last couple of games for what I've seen. Although big shout out. And I'm pretty sure, you know, big diesel would back me up on this, that Dylan cousins started playing with a little bit of grit, started playing with a little bit of nuts. And uh, it was a nice refreshing change of pace. But when I heard today that the NHL, uh, NHL network commentators were talking about how the Sabres were down three to two in the third. And for a team chasing a one goal deficit, oh, they only mustered five shots on goal in the third period. And it's kind of circulating Twitter that we are the laughing stock of the league right now. Um, and I currently have no faith in the Pagulas for as good as they've done with the Bills. And this is going to be a great segue. I have no faith in, in their abilities to turn the Sabres around. Uh, second, seconded, seconded. It's been kind of nonstop bad news for uh, the Sabres for a while now. This is going to be more painful than the Bills drought because the Bills had like glimmers of hope, and it takes about two games into the Sabres season now to be like it's over. It's not even like we get like the Bills five and zero start with Trent Edwards before he you know got a concussion and started seeing Tweety Birds all over the place. We get the 
hey, new se Sabre season, let's do this. And then we drop two games with no scoring zero goals and giving up 15. And we're like, well, here we are. Remember that one time we won 10 games in a row? That was pretty cool. That yeah. And then we shit the bed that season too. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> and, and listen, I would also talk other hockey, but NHL as a whole has such a shitty TV deal. There's national broadcasts on, I believe, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and you might occasionally find one on Sunday. But that's three games I can watch if the Sabres aren't playing. Now, they're playing almost every night, but I don't want to watch the Sabres. So how do I get my hockey in without paying for extra things to watch not my team? It's tough. It's a rough year, my man. You know, it's tough. And a lot of games are getting postponed and canceled and moved and rescheduled, and they're playing in the middle of the afternoon now. It's... Uh, they're getting their games in when they can, and it certainly is not. Uh, it's not helping the viewership. No, and you, but you know who's loving it? Canada. There's an entire division of just Canadian teams, and I'm pretty sure all of them just get broadcasted over the Canadian airwaves, which are different than the American airwaves, and not to be confused with American Airlines. You know what you said, Airways, and my head went, why is he talking about airplanes right now? So it's a good that's, thing you said don't confuse me because that happened. That's a real thing. It went down. So hockey's frustrating. The Sabres suck, and I want to watch more puck, but there's not enough puck on my TV. So what are we going to do? We're going to talk first and foremost about the J.J. Watt saga and what a roller coaster that was. It's You know what? It, it was funny for a second because he was messing with, like, you know, his bike app and stuff like that. And he was like, him and his brother were messing with people on social media, which I found funny. Um, but at, you know what? At the end of the day, it's for somebody who said he wasn't chasing money. He was chasing a ring. I feel like he was kind of chasing money. I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. But that's how I feel. So the big thing was, and I, I'm sure the Texans got to be pissed because he was signed for a decent chunk of change with them. Mm -hmm. And they, they looked at him and said, okay, man, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. We're going to let you out of this contract and allow you to pick your next destination so you can go chase a ring. You're 32. You're, you're pushing the upper echelon of the age for you, you know, the, the, the high-end age of your position. The drop-off is coming. It's, it's, yeah, like it's, it's, in, it's coming up. Yeah. Go win one. And what does he do? He goes to debatably the second or third place team in a division. A team that just missed the playoffs after going eight and eight. You know what I mean? It's and really, and you're in the what might be the toughest division in football. But the Seahawks, I mean, now granted, if Russell Wilson is not there, okay, that's a different story. But let's just say that Russell Wilson's still there, that they're gonna be good. That the Rams just traded for Matthew Stafford. So I automatic upgrade. They're not getting any worse, right? They're good. And San Fran, who was the is the reigning last place team in the division, is going to get, you hope, knock on wood, all of their defensive studs back that they lost due to injury and a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. Or you know I mean? an so, upgrade at quarterback. Uh, right, right. Because there's been a lot of talk there, too. So, right. I mean, so imagine you go to Arizona and all of a sudden San Francisco gets all their defensive players back. Because if you look at that roster on paper, they should win that division almost every year for the next five years. And then say like they've managed to find a way to like get Deshaun Watson. Right. Like, congratulations. You're going to compete for a wild card for the rest of your career. Where you could have went to Green Bay and competed for a division. Buffalo and competed for a division. And I mean, everyone's picking us to be at the top of the mountain again next year, fighting for a Super Bowl place. And Tennessee, we were the big three that were being talked about. The Cardinals weren't even on anybody's radar. They never came up. And now, like, and, and JJ Watt, and, you know, I, I like JJ Watt. I hated JJ Watt when we lost him in the playoffs because it's all they did was talk about him. <laughs> it, 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 it felt like the Teddy Bruschi game. And you know no, the game I, I'm talking I, about. I said the exact. Well, actually, I know I said that because we were sitting at a bar in Nashville, Tennessee, sure watching were. that game, and then we're next to each other. Yeah, it just so watching that. Yeah, watching that broadcast. Just oh, you know, you'd have thought J.J. Watt saved a widow and her nine orphan children from a burning building before sacking Josh Allen on that play. Like it was, it was insane. Yeah, and, inventing ways to talk about him when he had nothing to do with a play. 
Yeah, like the Bills defense is on the field and they made a play and they like pan to JJ Watt and they're like, oh, Watt's not happy about the outcome of that one. And I'm Who like, cares? Why? I write exactly. I don't care. It's my defense on the field. Get off the TV. Yeah, show me the best game Trent Murphy ever played. <laughs> right, right. You know, but, and I'm with you. He's a super likable guy. You know what I mean? He's he's a perennial Walter Payton Man of the Year guy. It's just as far as his character goes and what he does for local communities. And if I'm being honest, I, I, I get why he went there. You're not the sole guy. They got Chandler Jones. They got these perennial all-pro guys. They have a solid defense. If they re-sign Hassan Reddick, he's another guy who was double-digit sacks last year. That they can't double-team him. That he's going to get his Jordan opportunity. Phillips is over there, you know, who's a, who's right. a, fan, who's a fan favorite here in Buffalo. That, that he's going to get his opportunities. And, and their offense is going to be good. And, and Arizona's beautiful, both the, the stadium that they play in and the surrounding area. Weather. You know, when he wants to, um, even on the road games, except for Seattle, if they get them late in the season, it's going to be some pretty nice weather all the time. And so I get why in your, we'll just call them your twilight of your NFL career, that you would go to warm weather for good money in a competitive division. I understand all of those things, but if you told everybody you were chasing a ring and that was number one on your priority list, it seems, it appears as though, that fell down to fourth or fifth when it was all said and done. And I'm not saying a man can't change his mind, but it, it looks like that's how that went down. And and I get it because money talks. Yep. I'm, I'm not begrudging a man for signing a $28 million contract, averaging 14 a year, guaranteed 23 million. Like, you know, like guaranteed 20 million at signing. Like that's, right. that's insane. Like those numbers, like I, I don't begrudge him for that, but you may never see a playoff game, right? It is very real that in that division, you could finish third and not make the playoffs. You could finish second, not make the playoffs. Yeah. The NFC is, it's so tough. It's so tough. You know what I mean? It's, and I don't know, it it was an interesting decision. Uh, Am I flabbergasted and shocked? I don't think so, but you know, like you said, it, all the ties he had an opportunity to go play with his brother. Nope. He passed that up. The the number one team in the NFC with green Bay, who, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers and those guys that you wanted, a, you want a guaranteed playoff game. You want to like guarantee like a top NFC playoff spot. Nope. He passed that up. You know what I mean? You, you're a, you're a shoe in and, and the type of fit and system that, that Sean McDermott has with Buffalo, that you're the exact type of person, both, talent-wise and emotional leader that we need and want in this roster. You could go and be appreciated on a talented team where, again, looking like winning the divisions. I don't, I'm certainly not going to say automatic, but you get a, like an 80% chance of, of winning the division. Of the divisions in football, it's probably as close as you get to automatic. Uh, right. Like, know, uh, like us in Green Bay are probably the top two that are like your automatic wins because even the Chiefs, that's a tough division, man. Yeah, I mean, Her- Herbert's playing better. I mean, and, and Derek Carr, you can't ever count them. I mean, they beat them. They beat the right. Chiefs. The Chiefs only lost. It was the Las Vegas Raiders this year. But it's, uh, I don't know. He just, I, I don't know what's going on inside a man's head. It's, I don't think it's the decision that I personally would have made if I was in his shoes. But uh, I don't know. He's laughing his way to the bank for like $30 million. So Yeah, whatever. pretty much. He's going to cry himself to sleep tonight with $100 bills. So I think it's fine. It's, it's whatever. And so, and I don't, again, I don't begrudge the man. I, I'm, I question the whole, I want to win a championship thing, like I said. But at the end of the day, he signed somewhere. And the, like the one thing that I don't like is, you know, everybody in Buffalo, the Bills Mafia was clamoring for this guy. Or they were hell bent against it. It was like there, there was no in the middle. If then, if there was, it was very few of us. You know, it was everybody like we, like JJ Watt was the guy or JJ Watt may as well have been poison and the people who said he was poison um you know a couple of people that we've talked to before we hit the record or talked about before we hit the record button you know he's he's injury prone he had he can't finish a season blah 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 like yes very true for the last two years uh but if he's if he is healthy and oh by the way on our team he wouldn't be an, an, an every down guy either and you know he can just go do what he does on big big plays and big downs you know uh, here we are talking about a guy who could be a pro bowler and an all pro again. So yeah, I would like that guy at the same token. 
do I want to pay, do I want to pay 20, $28 million for him? Nope. Nope. No, I do not. And, and we if, didn't, we didn't have it anyways. You know what I mean? That's oh, absolutely. We, we couldn't afford it even if we wanted to. So, and the thing is there, there's other people out there that fill the need. We, the bills have a very blatant need and that's why we're here. We're talking about edge rushers. There's other guys that fill it and we're going to get to that in a minute. But the thing that bothers me about the JJ Watt situation is some of the auxiliary stuff that's coming out about it. I actually just pulled up an article right before we started here that said, you know, JJ Watt laughing at an interview said all signs, you know, all the signs have pointed toward Arizona since day one, like basically telling people like, Oh, like how did you not know I was going here? Like everything I posted had clues of me going to Arizona, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, man. So like, it's not, listen, and I'm a pro wrestling fan. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Shout out to the boys in the closed fist. Uh, that's actually where I got my start with podcasting was joining them for a couple episodes, like shout out to Russ and the boys, but this isn't WWE. This isn't Vince McMahon. Like you're not getting paid for promos and social media posting and stuff like that. Like cut it, like stop the games. Like you, you came flat out when people were like, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? You're like, uh, it takes me an hour to scroll through DoorDash. It's going to take me a minute to pick a new home. Like, but somehow that pointed to Arizona. Come on. Right, right. That, Come that's, on. That's, that's the direction we pointed it, right. Like the, the troll job is at this point is like, you know, okay, you signed with a team. You went for the money. We all get it. Like, go. Like, stop, stop putting things out there to like antagonize people and, you know, like, you know, he knowing that he was, uh, you know, a, a big target for the Bills, or at least in the media, he was a big target for the Bills. And then he references the DeAndre Hopkins, Hale Murray play in his press conference. Like, you didn't choose Arizona because they beat the Bills on a Hale Murray. Right. Like, come on. If not for that it's... play, like, we go, we go 4 0 against your division last year, bucko. Right. <laughs> Suck it. I thought I was supposed to be the stack guy. That's my line. <laughs> but yeah, so that, like that's that's the stuff that's starting to annoy me is like, all right, I've had enough. Get off my screen. Like you signed with your team. Go do your thing. Like, and I, and I don't like the like people like, oh, good morning to everybody. But J.J. Watt, like, no, stop it. He's still a good person. Just yeah. stop being a troll at the same token. It's it's going to be interesting. And really, and my biggest concern is, is not what he's going to do or how much stats you know, he's going to put up in, in, in Arizona, which I'm sure it'd be just fine. If he makes the pro ball, I think, yeah, all right, sure. Probably go ahead. You know what I mean? Go for it. Do, do you, man? My, my issue is the Buffalo bills still have a hole. Yeah. It's, it's still, you know, something that it needs to be fixed on our defense. Um, and it was never more evident than during our game against the chiefs um, that we just, we couldn't get to them. You can't generate pressure. We couldn't get to the quarterback. And if you want to beat the Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes of this world, you have to get to the quarterback. Um, you can kind of do it in as, as a unit, uh, blitzes and stuff like that. If you get creative with it. Um, but I think if history has taught us anything, if you can create pressure with your front four, that, that is more beneficial than blitzing 40% of the time. Yeah. Because good, good quarterbacks go, Oh, you're blitzing from the right side. Okay. I'm throwing into the blitz now. And it, those are just easy completions all day because you've got, you've left somebody open now and the good guys find them. And that's all there is to it. You know what I mean? They're going to find that open guy. And so, and it's funny because we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, the episode right after the Super Bowl when we kind of broke the Super Bowl down. If you look, the Bills actually wrote the game plan for the for the Bucks to beat Mahomes. They just did it better because their front four got pressure. And the other thing that they did was when, you know, the Chiefs used motion. Oh, we're playing a zone concept like a bracket zone concept when that dude motions out and he's no longer going to be crossing my zone. You now vacated a spot. I'm now blitzing. And that's where the fifth guy or the extra pressure would come from when it wasn't just rushing for It's like, Oh, there goes the guy I was going to cover. All right. I'm just going to go hit a quarterback now. And they, they ran it better than we did. And they, they absolutely dominated that game. Was great. I mean, uh, a scheme personnel and stuff like that. That's they're just more talented. Oh, I mean, to have Dominic and Sue and and bare Shepard, minimum, they're front four. JPP. I mean, like they're they're loaded. They're loaded. A little older, but loaded. And that's not even getting into the fact that that Devin White looks like he's 
on the next big thing. And Levante David is still one of the best linebackers in football at 31, 32 years old. Um, it's they just they have more talented people. It's just yeah. at the end of the day, it, what have you done for me? And they're loaded, and that just is what it is. So we got to replace some personnel if we're gonna compete. Said I don't know who those guys are for say. There's a great free agent class that we can kind of replace some people with, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's not come easy because a lot of the positions that we need are very expensive. Uh, very much so. And so that's going to take us right into the next spot. So with JJ Watt signing with Houston, um, the, or sorry, leaving Houston and signing with Arizona, <laughs> Listen, I'm, good, I'm, I'm, I'm good for one an episode. We know that, uh, the next listed one is 27 year old defensive end from the giants, Leonard Williams, then the ever popular Jadevian Clowney. Uh, who is looking to looks like he's going to be leaving Tennessee. And then Justin Houston, all three of those increasing in age from 27, 28, and 32. Uh, I'm not going to mention Yannick Ngakwe because we've passed on him like four times now, and I don't think we're going to go get him now. He's not the type of guy that McDermott wants, and he underwhelmed. I mean, unless it's going to be a one-year prove-it deal, which we love to do, uh, I think those top three might be the guys that we're really talking about here. You know what? Uh, I'm going to kind of go a different way with it. Um, there's a couple of guys looking at our free agent tracker here. I'm a big fan of. Um, he's looking at like somebody, a guy like Solomon Thomas, a guy who was the the third overall pick in the draft, um, and a guy who is really to this point in his career has underperformed. Now maybe he's been outshadowed by the guys like Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner, who are perennial All Pros and they've only been in the league a couple of years. Um, but a guy who I, I know you hate to say it. Uh, a one-year prove-it deal. Hey, listen, you were the third overall pick of the draft. Uh, show me why. You know, so he's an intriguing guy. And the other guy I like a lot is uh, Romeo Okwara from Detroit. He was a guy who had double-digit sacks last year. He kind of came out of nowhere and was very, very productive for Detroit last year. Um, who, Because he's only had one or two highly productive years for a 26-year-old, might actually be... I don't want to say at a discount, but more of a discount than Jadavion Clowney is who thinks he's still worth $20 million a season somehow. Right. Like, and, 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 you know, again, I mean, Clowney's in that class uh, and Gakwe's in that class, you know, guys that think that they're worth the world and haven't done a ton. I mean, you know, they, they've both been underwhelming at best. Clowney yep, hasn't. Well, no, and, and that's where we are. And unfortunately that's the situation that Buffalo's in. We tried, you know, addressing this in the draft. Um, but most of our young guys don't play, whether it be because of, of situational defense where because of down and distance or whatever, they don't see the field. It's that defensive lineman rotation that we run. Um, but they have been underproductive to this point in their career. Um, and if you want to pay a premium for pass rushing, it's going to eat up our ability to plug holes elsewhere on our roster. Yes. So uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to be closer to the bargain bin of defensive line like we have been than we will be some of the other teams in free agency. So, and some of the, uh, something else that we haven't really touched on here um, are guys like, uh, let me find him here. Like, so Von Miller, who is very much an edge rusher, but he's listed as an outside linebacker. Um, you know, Matt Judon's in that category. We've got Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, all guys that could potentially be in that conversation. Um, you know, and guys that I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not opposed to at the same no. token. It's, you know, what? There's, there's a few the price. Guys. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. And everything is going to come down to negotiation. Well, I think we're really going to find out what Bean is made of this year. With anybody who's got a, just a, a ton of cap space and go out and spend money. That's not, you know what I mean? That doesn't give you talented. Um, but like a guy like Bud Dupree, I think that'd be a great addition for Buffalo. He's coming off an ACL tear, but he was lighting up right beforehand. Well, where does he fall on that spectrum? Are you a premier pass rusher or are you a guy coming off a knee injury? Or are you, you know, most likely somewhere in between? Right. You know, and it, the other interesting thing is, so we we're kind of sitting here talking about, you know, that point of need. Um, the other big question is going to be the Matt Milano conversation. 
And I heard something interesting, and I kind of want to bounce this off you and see where you're at with it. Uh, there's some conversation that part of the reason that the Bills are letting him test free agency is mostly based in the fact that he is a coverage outside linebacker and not um you know that edge rusher and if you look at the outside linebackers that pull in big money uh you know von miller 2020 average salary was 19 million judon 16 million ingram 16 million dupree 15.8 shaq barrett 15.8 you know so like those dudes are that that big money guy, you know, like those. And that's why the bills aren't going to tag him because when you look at outside linebackers that play coverage, they don't market that high. Which, you know what it is. And it really, and I, I, there really should be something that differentiates between the two because being a three, four outside linebacker and being a four, three outside linebacker are just two different positions. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it just, it's being an off the ball linebacker and being a pass rusher that I assume that I'm looking at the same list you're looking at. Most of these salaries on these guys are, like you said, 19, 16, 15, 15. The, the first guy you get to that's an off-the-ball linebacker who gets paid a lot, ironically, Levante David from the Bucs, who, we who was a free agent who we were just talking about. After him, K.J. Wright, um, you know, from Seattle. And it, but it's pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher. And then, you know, six, seven guys down the list, you get the first coverage guy. Right, and what, so was, his, a, what was his average annual salary last year? KJ Wright was seven, Levante David was 10, opposed to, you know, 19, 16, 16, 15. You yep. know, so it's, it would lower the Matt Milano franchise tag by, I don't know, half <laughs> that we would be paying him $6 million in a franchise tag opposed to 12 to 14. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, you know, so, so the conversation is kind of in the world of, okay, go test free agency you're not going to get 15 million. You're not going to, because, you know, if, when you look at the franchise tag, that's what he would be. He'd be around 14 to 15. And if not a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. So like, you're not going to get that as a coverage guy. So, okay, go test it. And when nobody wants to pay you what you want to get paid, we value you pretty damn high. So you might be one of the higher paid coverage outside linebackers, but you're not going to get the money you think you're going to get. So here's the deal. Come back. We'll give you this, which might be a little bit more than anybody else would be willing to. And we'll tell the world you took a hometown discount to stay with the bills and may help our defense. And you get to be a hero. Right. And, and, and kind of tuck your tail, keep your pride at the same time. I think that's fine. I think that's the way that should go. I mean, he's not by our standards. He's not a middle linebacker. He doesn't wear the green dot. He doesn't call the defenses. It's not, he's not quarterback and what we do on the defensive side of the ball. But I mean, to take a, I don't know, he's 26, 27 years old, to take a four year, $28 million contract, something that gives you a good $7 million a season, that's fine. That makes you the second highest paid outside linebacker who's an off the ball linebacker in the league. Right. Is being the, I mean, I don't think he's the best one. We've already talked about how guys like Levante David are already better. Like, if you're not number one, you're not number one. Right. Um, and I don't think he deserves to be paid like the top off the ball linebacker in football. Um, so I think taking uh, something that, that gives you career longevity, that gets you here until your age 31, 32 season, I think is an option that he should go with. But uh, he might settle for, ironically, that J.J. Watt money where he gets a two-year, $22, 23000000 million thing where, yeah, I'm making $11 million a season. But, hey, listen, if you go down again, like we're going to cut you, you're going to get nothing. You know what I mean? It's you're not betting on yourself there. Yeah. You know, and that that's the whole interesting thing on that is like, you know, go ahead, go test free agency. You're coming off a statistically down year because of your injury and you got banged up a bit. So there's questions about your durability. And the other, the only other answer to that is, you know, the bills, you know, this, the, the bill stats when he was on the field were far better than when he was off the field. So, you know, Correct. But again, that's, you know, if you go and get paid and you play for the Jets, I mean, you're, you're going to look good in that linebacking core, probably, but you're going to get, you know, I mean, they have a good linebacking core and a decent defensive front and they went damn near 0-16 last year. So great, go win. 
oh wait never mind you got paid congratulations like you've now wasted the best years of your career doing nothing you know what and, I, and i'm with you and if i'm if I, I i like matt milano i do i'm a matt milano fan um i think he's one of the better players on our defense um where i think it might wind up being in our best interest is to do something like either drafting or signing another middle linebacker, somebody who could play the position um, to play the middle and then move the highly athletic, very fast Edmonds outside and let him play the weak side spot. And he can blitz and get off blocks and use his athleticism a little bit better than what he's currently doing, getting eaten alive by guards. Right. And, you know, we also have Star Latulia coming back who eats that double team and, you know, prevents that from being a thing. Um, you know, and looking through that, you know, and, you know, is, is middle linebacker something we can address in the draft or is that maybe a cheaper option that we can address in free agency with guys like Kyle Van Oy, who just got released from Miami, who had some decent years in New England, New England. just, just, it didn't have a terrible year last year. Um, you know, Avery Williamson's on the board, Christian Kirksey, who's had some injury issues. Um, you know, I mean, I, I like, I like Jayon Brown. From Tennessee, like he captains their defense. My only issue with him is that I think he's going to want a very large payday. You know, for somebody who's only making $700,000, I think as a fourth or a fifth round pick, he was not making a lot of money. So he's certainly going to be looking to cash in. Right. Fifth fifth round, 155 overall. I mean, but even a guy that's above, got uh, playoff experience under his belt. I mean, even a guy you could you could throw a prove it deal at Ruben Foster, who has had some injury issues, but at one point was one of the best middle linebackers in the game two years ago. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's some names on this list that you, you could definitely bolster your team with. And it's tough, tough not to, uh, you know, look through that and be like, Oh, maybe that's an option too. And, you know, again, that's also something that plays against Milano's, you know, value. Right. We, we, we have other options. You are not the only, uh, the only road we could take to get there. Outside of uh, the edge rushing and outside linebacker, if you were if you were Brandon Bean right now and you're looking at our roster, what would be the first thing you would look to address? You know what? I'm a big Bill Parcells guy with the building to the trenches. Um, and I think the bottom line is you have to keep Josh Allen being Josh Allen. And I don't think that's receivers. I think it's working on your offensive line. Um, then we've got Feliciano, who's a free agent. We've got Daryl Williams, who's a free agent. Uh, you know, who knows if Mitch... Mr. Concussion, our center is going to be healthy enough to keep producing at any sort of a pro level. Um, we could, there is an avenue. Do I think they'll let it happen? I don't, but I, there is a road that we could go down here where we have only like two returning offensive linemen starters, which would not be something that I would be super confident about going into next season. Yeah. Uh, looking through a quick Ty and Secchi is a free agent. Feliciano is a free agent. Winters is a free agent. Uh, Williams is a free agent and Williams had a very good year last year. Um, you know, he, he may be a dude that, you know, I would, I would like to resign him after the year he had. I mean, he, we're talking about a guy who single-handedly took TJ Watt out of a game, which doesn't happen. Right. And, and, that's, and we need those guys. Yeah. The day, all these teams have, have pass rushers and you got to stop them at some point. But I think building through the trenches and maybe trying to have some semblance of a running game. I'm not saying we need to be the grounded pound team we were a couple of years ago, but some semblance of a running game needs to be in the offensive plans for next year. Uh, Ike Bodiger is also a free agent, and he actually looked really good on the run, like as a run, uh, as a block, a run blocking guard when he played here and there. Um, but they didn't stick with him much. But again, that to me shows that we, our priority was not running the football. So, and I, I've, I've been preaching that I, I've been dying on that soapbox ever since. So, uh, oh, l- we listen, need, we man, need to I, run the ball. We need to run the ball. I don't care. We could add Derek Henry. We weren't running the ball. Uh, listen, you know what? And hindsight's always 2020. And I don't think there's any possible way we could have known this. You know who I would really love to have right now? Wyatt Teller, the no guard. The I liked, I liked Wyatt Teller. Oh my god, he was a mauler. Like all he did was push fat people around, like and really, really good at it. He was incredible. I believe he and was we're rated like, oh, fifth, fifth round pick. Go ahead, you get. It. Well, and I, I believe he was rated as the uh, number one guard for on for Pro Football Focus this year. 
Number one, at least in run blocking. Yes. yes. Number one and, run blocking offensive lineman in football. Oh, yes. Okay. And, and, and now here's the thing. Oh, did, did they look and say, like, first off, we have Feliciano there. And second, like, we, we want to throw the football. That, that's how the, the successful teams in the league throw the ball around. So are we, are we going to build a ground game? Are we going to get away from the ground game a little bit? And we need dudes who can stand up in the, in, you know, to the pass rush. And we don't think he's that guy because if you look, what's the strong point of Cleveland? They have two really good running backs. And when those running backs don't work out well, for whatever reason, like they, you know, they get stuffed, stuffed up or, uh, you know, like Cleveland gets away from the run, like they did against the chiefs. And then they don't look so good. Baker's okay. You know, Baker gets pressured because maybe that offensive line doesn't handle pass rush as well. So maybe that's why we got rid of him. I, I don't know. But it's I did. Like I, I, said. I liked Teller when we had him. I really did. <laughs> I was a fan. I thought that was a, you know, when you're when you're basing on statistics and how much the draft is a crapshoot, um, that you get a fifth round pick guy who was drafted later than anybody anticipated him going and showed promise in preseason. I don't know how often you just you dish those guys. Like we just drafted him. He was on our team for like eight weeks. <laughs> like I don't know what the mindset was. If you didn't like him after two months, why'd you take him to begin with? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, th- I think that you know, looking at it, may have been a move of get something for a guy that like we need other people. So maybe he was going to be a practice squad guy, but that would have gotten scooped or you know a cut and signed somewhere else. So we got something for him, but we weren't going to use him because he wasn't going to start over Feliciano, that type of thing. You know, just kind of a we would have liked to have kept him, but didn't have room at the time. Like, right. You know, but I mean, they're like looking through the free agent board here. I mean, there's, there's some names, um, you know, Boy, I, there are some names. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like some of the names I see at guard or at, uh, at center. And at the same token, like, you know, we, we could have the ability to say, oh, maybe we move on from Morrissey, you know, he's got a concussion problem and, you know, everything else, or, you know, is this something, is this the position we upgrade through the draft? Right. I mean, and we've certainly got draft capital and I, I from what I understand, this is a very deep offensive lineman class. Um, so we do have the benefit of, of some advantage there, but um, we're definitely going to need to address some stuff in free agency. And I'm fine if we resigned our current players, we don't need new guys. We got, I'm fine with us re-signing the guys who were here already. They're familiar with the system. They're familiar with what we are trying to do here. Um, and that apparently they're the right social caliber of the type of person that we want here. Um, but it need, it does need to be addressed. And if it's me, I'm, number one, I'm going offensive line. I don't care which position you want to start with, but I, I'm definitely going offensive line and we'll figure out defense later. Um, because if, if Josh Allen is running for his life, I don't need him and I have faith in the man. But when he gets a little pressured and things start, don't start going his way, I don't need the 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 no look behind the back flip lateral to nobody. You know what I mean? That's when things start to go awry. It's when he's running for his life back there. And you know, we didn't see a ton of of hero ball hero ball Josh Allen this year. Uh, we saw it a little bit in the Kansas or yeah, in the Kansas City game at the end of the seat at the end. But I mean, it, it's we saw the same thing out of Mahomes at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the very next game, so. You know, I think that you, that that can be said of the best of the best. You know, when you're running for your life, it's tough to keep your, uh, you know, tough to keep your shit together. So, oh, I, which is why I think we need to start with the offensive line. And, and listen, man, you're that's, <laughs> that's, that's you're true. you're a man after my own heart. You know, you know how I am. I was a lineman. Like I was one of the dudes. I, you know, guys guys that want to block, guys that want to get hit, are important. They're necessary and. I, at bare minimum, am trying to re-sign Williams and Feliciano um, and then looking at what else I can do with other people. Um, I like Ty and Seki, but he's been hit and miss, and he's 36, so I maybe he walks. Yep. Um, he's, an old, he's an old man. Even by offensive line standards, he's an old guy. It's. I mean, especially when, you know, you could talk about maybe Ricky Wagner, for who's four years younger. And around the same price tag for last year from last year. Mm-hmm. Again, it did, did Wagner ball out this year and he's gonna get need to get paid more. Maybe I don't have that information in front of me, but 
uh, you know, or you can go get Matt, Matt Feeler, who, uh, I don't know, is he good? He was a Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh was good, but, but they weren't that good. I don't know. You know, offensive line is, is a hard thing to, to consider, but like, and, you know, I think the only way in the draft you don't go offensive line first round is if you look at it and you say, there's two other positions here that are far and away, like the, the, the best offensive lineman I'm going to take might still be there next round where mm-hmm. this dude, which is another position to need, will not be there next round. So I take that guy. I think that's the only way we don't go offensive line the first round. No, I, I agree with you. And really, and that happened, uh, well, we're going back a few years now. Um, I remember mock drafts coming out before we picked anything that had us taking, you know, Cordy Glenn with our first round pick. And we ended up going a different route and he was still sitting there in the second round and then they're being just fine. But it's, you know, we got to yet that rely on your scouting department. You have to trust those guys to do their jobs and do them well. I mean, that's, you know, we, despite what the interwebs would have you believe, I don't think we've missed that much. Um, you know, if you talk to people who look at, at Oliver as he's not Aaron Donald, then yeah, we missed. Sure. Uh, in the history of the game, there's only been one Aaron Donald. So I don't know if we really missed, um, you know, people kind of knock Harrison Phillips. He was coming off an ACL injury and for a big dude who moves big people, that's kind of a big deal. You know, he played well at the end. Uh, I think we still got some good, we're going to still get good mileage out of Jerry Hughes. Like, you know, these, I don't, I don't think we've missed our draft picks very, by, by very much. Um, you know, not that Hughes was a draft pick for us. I got sidetracked there, but yeah, I, I really like I mean, Trey white. Like you can sit there and say until you're blue in the face, we could have had Mahomes, but then we don't have Tredavious white, who is possibly the second best corner in the game. So I, I really don't think we've missed much. And I, this is, this is something that we're, I have faith in the whole trust the process thing. I have faith in it. I have faith that we have done the right things. They do their due diligence. It, you know, knock on wood, it looks like we didn't miss on Josh. And that's the right. easiest position to miss. Correct. And, and we've done, we've done well, to your point, we've done well. Like you said, I don't think we've missed it a lot, you know, going back to just previous years here. I mean, looking at, you know, you talk about the Trey White year, and that's fine. Now our second round pick that year was Zay Jones, but the other one was Deion Dawkins. So you know what? You win some, you lose some. And then our fifth round pick was Matt Milano. <laughs> so it, there, there's guys like that that we've hit almost every year on at least two or three guys, which is I know that doesn't may not sound like a lot, but in the draft, that good. There are teams that go over that you draft seven guys and go, wow, all those guys were garbage. <laughs> Nobody panned out there. We went there's a the, the football equivalent of the golden sombrero. We got nothing out of that one. Yeah. And I mean, you, you look at it and there's, I don't know how many teams have like, you hear it all the time. Like, Oh, look like a team, like you're talking about a team that hasn't drafted. Well, like, you know, with so-and-so leaving, like who, who was it? Um, like Jacksonville, Jacksonville doesn't have a single player left on their defense from the team that went to the AFC championship in 2017 like maybe you would know better than i would because you're good with that stuff i I just i think miles jack is is right around there that that would have been around his year ish but to your point like their their safeties are gone i mean the calais campbell they had guys there paul puzzlesny was there he's gone um they had telvin coleman he's gone or not telvin coleman uh Coleman's the running back, Calvin Smith, the linebacker. Yep. So he, he was gone. Uh, you know what I mean? They had uh, AJ Bouye. They had Jalen Ramsey. They had Barry church for a hot second. They had Deshaun Gibson. Their safeties have been a revolving door. Their corners have been a revolving door. It's uh, I, you, you say they have the first overall pick. Oh, I'm shocked. I don't know how that happened. It's the weirdest thing. I, it, they right. seem so good on paper. False. And uh, you are correct. Miles Jack was 2016 uh, second round pick. Bam. And, and this, ladies and gentlemen, this is why he's the stat guy. This is why he's the stat man. I listen, I can cheat and say that I Googled that, but I swear to God, I did that off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, so real quick here, just uh, wrapping up with looking through some other NFL news. Uh, the Russell Wilson trade conversation is very, very interesting. Um, 
the just the whole thing. Um, you know, he's not happy with the direction. He's, you know, I, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to take that. If I'm Seattle and I want, and, and I'm hearing Russell Wilson wants out, I'm looking, going, uh, "Hey, Russ, what can we do to fix it?" It's. I'm with you, and really, I don't think it's a state secret. You need to fix it by keeping the man upright. It's not rocket science. The man, he's been sacked more than any other QB in football over the last five seasons. He would love you to draft or sign some offensive linemen so he stops getting his teeth kicked in. You know what I mean? He played the Bills last year, got knocked down more in one game than any quarterback ever has in the history of football, and he never looked the same last year. Yep. I mean, so, again, me being the the loser that I am, so looking back at, at previous Seahawks drafts, so since Russell Wilson's been in the league, I mean, so he's 31, 32, so he's been in the league, I don't know, about eight years. I mean, last year, no offensive lineman in the first two rounds the year before, nothing the year before that, nothing the year before that. In 2017, they took a center in the second round. I mean, Jermaine Ifidi is a guard they took in 2016 in the first round. I don't think he's on the roster anymore. (laughs) It's just not existed. You know, so it's like he's sitting there going, guys, I've been tacked, sacked 370 times. Uh, for the love of God, do you think we could stop any of this? It's not like spending picks on the defense has worked. Like, they get scored on constantly. They play like Swiss cheese. So that's not working either. Right. Like, do anything. Do anything. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. All I, All I do know is that I am doing everything – in my power to keep that man happy and in town because we talk about all the time you either have one or you're looking for one and if i have one i'm trying not to lose them which well, i mean you know what? we see and we see that with houston right now they're doing everything in their power to try to keep watson and that's what i was going to say is that he kind of started this not maybe not started but like he certainly has fed into this era or this idea of player empowerment that i can kind of call my own shots and i can tell you whether or not i want to be here and have um, an idea on on what the offense should look like, what this team dynamic should be. Um, I think a lot of this luxury is reserved for the quarterback position alone. Um, I don't see like the the right guard going. Yeah, I think we should run more this type of offense. The coordinator would be like, Yeah, shut up and get back there and start blocking people. I don't care what you say. <laughs> but you know, for Russell Wilson, who's your franchise guy, he's your the highest paid player on your team. He's a perennial All Pro. Like he's the guy that you need to listen to. He says I'm getting knocked down too much. That the offense runs better this way. Then he needs to that needs to be considered. And I thought it was really funny that he was like, you know what? I want to stay here. I love Seattle, but if you were gonna trade me, here's the five teams that I would say yes to. You know what I mean? Like you just drop that little tidbit in there, that little nugget. Yeah, I mean, and that's that that which is I the the list of teams was you know, I appreciate any NFC or AFC East team not being on that conversation. Right. So, well, the Jets are like involved in like every conversation. Like, hey, he could go to the Jets. Like the Jets and the Dolphins. Right. And like, I mean, the, the Dolphins did just draft a quarterback last year. So, but uh, yeah, I I am. I'm I'm doing everything in my power to keep him. And if my like I said, if my guy says, uh, if, if you were to trade me, here's here's where I want to go. Hey guys, uh, somebody fix it. Like. Draft nothing but linemen, sign nothing but linemen. We'll go from, we'll figure it out from there. Like, yep, okay. Uh, other news here look, uh, experts are saying expect another big trade uh, to come soon. Stefan Gilmore, OBJ, and Von Miller have all been linked. Obviously, I think we all know that Von Miller might be on his way out of Denver. Uh, it, would be, it would be ironic if we traded for Stefan Gilmore, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't think that'll ever happen. I, like Gilmore doesn't, neither, doesn't, neither do doesn't, I. doesn't feel like our type of guy anymore. Uh, neither does OBJ. But, you know, obviously Von Miller has been talked about there. Uh, Golden Tate got released. Yep, I did see that just now. Uh, the Cardinals say there is no fu- no deadline on Fitz's future. Uh, the Saints released both of their tight ends with Jared Cook and Josh Hill, which is interesting. Uh, and also brings up another need of the Bills. 
Also, Kyle Kyle Rudolph got released as well. I'd, I'd be okay with that one as well. Yeah, and you know, I, I've I've seen some conversation on that, and it's kind of the conversation of like, do we want to just sign another guy, or do like, are we looking for the guy? And Rudolph right. kind of feels like just another guy. He might be more polished than Dawson Knox, but not as athletic. So it's kind of a wash. Like you're not going to well, get he, the huge he's plays, older, right, but yeah. uh, Raiders GM says he stands by Derek Carr. So there'll be another year of who the hell knows what you're going to get. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they are shopping Trent Brown though. So for a quality offensive lineman and a guy who plays left tackle. Well, there you go. Now he, he does make $14 million a season. So there is that. <laughs> good, good luck to run that one. Uh, for sure. Um, the Vikings are confirming that Kirk Cousins is the guy for 21. So I mean, they don't have any other options. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. It's not like they have a young guy in the wings. Going, yeah, maybe we'll get him a shot. There's no way yeah. there. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they trade for Deshaun Watson. Who knows? I'm good. Let them I go ahead. The, the NFC could use another great quarterback. You can go I agree. somewhere else. That's just fine. I agree. The uh, that leave our division is just fine. Or our conference rather. So I actually just see that Kyle Rudolph said he's interested in joining the Patriots. So that could be fun. Yeah, good with that that unbelievable quarterback that they have there now. Oh wait. <laughs> Which also ironically uh it says the Pats are not enamored with the QB free agent class. So like they're not looking at the free agent quarterbacks and going, ooh. I can't believe they don't want Mitch Trubisky. Like that dude's unbelievable. <laughs> uh Jets say they'll they will field calls about trading Sam Darnold. Phone lines are open in New York. It's a city that never sleeps, so that makes sense. That's fair. Uh, ooh, how did we not? How did we not talk about Dak? Let's wrap up with Dak. We're gonna we're gonna finish this show with Mr. Prescott. Dude, Dak's been a little bit of a of a sticking point for the two of us. It was a preseason bet that you and I had, which feels like forever ago, doesn't it? I mean, at least twenty weeks, I would think. We were talking about it when there was supposed to be preseason games, but you know, there were none. Right. And I, I do, I am going to rest my hat on the fact that Dak did not finish the season as the starter there. And yeah, in fa- okay. he, he was, he was, bad. he was in fact out by week six <laughs> with Dalton starting by week six, just not how I, ha- Oh, and they started two and three. It just, he wasn't the reason and he didn't get benched. He got hurt. So minor details, but I called it. Yeah. And my, I got a broken watch this right twice a day too, man. It's really nice. It's like a high quality. I went one for one on that though. Yeah, not, but did not, you not, though? Not two for twenty-four. But that's that's like saying, "Hey, man, someone's gonna punch you when we go to that guy's house," and then I'm the one that punches you. That's not like no, that doesn't. That's You're not, not wrong. Yes, someone right, punched me. Right, that's, <laughs> that's not how right. that works, though. That's absolutely how that works. I was right. I don't think it is. I was yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, but but all right. But to your point though, or to my point, how bad was Andy Dalton? Uh, not the answer they were looking for there. Listen, nobody was the answer there. I still think Dalton's got some mileage on him left. Um, Again, Dak threw for thousands and thousands of thousands of yards while running for his life. Dalton's not a run for your life type quarterback. So if you put him on a team with a decent line, he had flashes of brilliance. I mean, he had flashes of, hey, this dude might be okay. He also got, you know, his head ripped off once that kind of slowed him down a hair, but I digress. Dak has come out and said he wants to get paid. And I quote just under Patrick Mahomes money. So a guy who got paid $530 million, he wants to be just under that, which Dak was offered a 400 and something million dollar contract and declined it. So where where, He's humble enough to understand that he's not the best quarterback, but number two is where he's setting up camp like that right. right under Mahomes. That that's where I should fall in. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued. Cause you're, you're a big Dak fan. I don't hate Dak, but I don't love Dak. Uh, I don't think Dak is second best quarterback in the league money worth or worth second best quarterback in the league money. But I mean, yeah, he proved last year he can ball. 
but he's also coming off a horrific injury. Yeah. And that, and that's the tough part of, of not coming to an agreement from, from both the, uh, really from both camps, from the team standpoint and from Dak's camp that, that this is what not having a solid contract and what the, you're playing with uncertainty is what it is. I'm, I'm sure both sides in a lot of different ways are wishing they would have come to an agreement before this injury happened. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So this is, this is the game you play and this is literally the, the maximum level 12 worry that you would have when you're going through contract negotiations is if I get hurt, this is a serious problem. Yeah. The, you, you played like you're playing Russian roulette with a contract and the bullet went off this time. Right. Like, now there, there's a lot of times that it doesn't, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That this, this, this never happens. Nobody on the franchise tag has a career or life-threatening injury. That never happens, except for this one time. <laughs> right. And, and, and Dak is now the, he will be the poster child for this exact thing happening going forward. Yeah, and it's it's going to be a thing where, like, hey, listen, do you really want me to – do you really want to tag me again? And, you know, what, what happens if I'm having a great season and then I get hurt? Like – do you, do we really want to go through this? Well, you know, do you, do you want to decline this really nice contract we offered you? Cause we could tag you and then you could get hurt. Like, right. And then we could just be wash our hands of you and be done. And you right. have no money and no team. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it works. It works both ways. I mean, and I understand what he's saying. Like at one point, Joe Flacco was the highest scoring or highest, you know, paid quarterback in the league. Joe Flacco is elite. Yeah, right. For listen, but, for one, you want to talk about capitalizing when it counts. Winning a Super Bowl in a contract year is as good as that gets. I I have to reset. I have to. So uh, it's more Joe Flacco is elite. Oh, so I'm wrong Ron in, Burgundy. Got right, it. wrong inflection. Uh, but I had to throw that out there for our boy Big Diesel, listening at home on the bench today. But uh, so if you're if you're if you're running Jerry World, you are the king of the boys. What are you doing with Dak? I think you keep negotiating. You, I don't think you, I don't think you can tag him again. Um, I think you just kind of keep playing hardball and and do what you have to do. It, it is a business after all. Um, and and Dak has to understand that as valuable as the quarterback position is, there is a lot of issues in Dallas. Yeah. Um, that the, their defense is one of the worst in the league, and they they have as issues. Is their at, offensive line. At, right. So I mean, um, hey, listen, man, we'll we'll pay you. Uh, but we can't block for you. Uh, Zeke's on the wrong side of 25. Uh, the defense is awful. You know, we're not going to get any better. But, hey, at least you got paid, right? Right. So you're going to be rich and crippled. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's going to look out for number one. I'm not saying I don't I don't begrudge anybody doing what, what they feel is in the best interest of themselves and their family. That being said, do you need $450 million over 10 years? Like, no, you don't. You should utilize that money to make the team around you better so they can invest in the offensive line and do some other things. And it's not, it, I mean, are you going to miss if you're making 300 million? Is, is there something you could do with 300? You can't do with 400. I don't know. You know what I mean? What, what, what do I do? I don't, and, you know, and there's something to be said. I mean, look, look what Tom Brady did forever in New England. He yep. forewent big paydays to over keep talented players around him. Correct. And, and, and we, and we have the conversation. It wasn't overpaying running backs. It wasn't huge name wide receivers. You know, when they had huge name wide receivers, they got them on a discount. They got Randy Moss when his career looked like it was over for a fifth round pick. They got Wes Welker when he was the best receiver on an awful Dolphins team for a third round pick. But you know who they paid? Their entire defense. And one of the best offensive line units that's ever played together. Yep, It's happening right now in Tampa. Tom Brady's not making $50 million there. He's making the standard 20 to 25 that he's always been making. Yeah. And, and that's just what it and is. He's not making $38 million a season. Like, like Deshaun Watson is right. And there's absolutely something to be said about the ability to like, to do that. Oh, and it also helps that, um, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brady has a Giselle that makes bank too. All right, listen, there, there is part of that. Listen, I, I think at some level, we all wish we could be stay-at-home dads. <laughs> if, my, if my fiance was making six figures, uh, I, I would handle everything around the house. I would have to do nothing. Yeah, but, no uh, kidding. I, I, I wouldn't mind not going to work for a little while. 
Like the dude makes $20 million a year and he's not the breadwinner in the family. Uh, right. Right. You know, I guess being an international uh, sex symbol and model is, is, is fine. Well, yeah, but hey, he, he, he wears Uggs. So there's that, you know, and he, and he kisses his kids on the mouth, which is just awkward. Right. Yeah. Damn it. Tom Brady. And gets drunk on avocado beer or whiskey or Aaron. whatever the hell it was. Dude. I love that. He had drunken like bodyguards. Or chaperones, maybe is more of an appropriate word. Like, <laughs> hey, like, hey, listen, man, I'm gonna get ripped. I might even throw this trophy boat to boat. I don't know. Let's get weird. And Which, like all of that happened. Okay, so what is your take on the daughter of the guy who designed the trophy being butthurt and demanding an apology for him throwing the trophy? So my absolute favorite meme that I think of the last like three or four months, and it's ironic because you know, we said we weren't gonna talk about hockey. It's the it's uh you know hear, hearing that the daughter of the Lombardi Trophy maker wants an apology and it's like anybody who's ever had the Stanley Cup for a day and it's the weird Muppet like looking to the like side eyeing <laughs> like looking <laughs> like no man I haven't like drinking champagne out of this I haven't like thrown it or like eaten Cheerios out of it or any other ridiculous thing that people do with Lord Stanley's Cup like you I know, I, I actually I want to do an episode. Maybe, maybe I'll get Taylor on next week and do an episode of like the weirdest things that people have done with the Stanley Championship Cup trophies. or championship any, trophies. Any, a whole. Any, any trophy. Because like yeah. some of the stories, like, um, like Gronk is not allowed to touch the, the Super Bowl trophy because the last time he did, he bunted a ball with one and dented it. Like he was going to take a full swing. He was at, you know, he was at Fenway. He, he was going to, you know, joking around. He was going to take a full swing. He's like, oh, I'll just bunt. And he bunted a ball and dented the football on the trophy. So he's not like, they even said like, oh, what's your ticket? He's like, I don't know, man. I'm not allowed to touch that thing still. Like uh, Alex Ovechkin, like slept with Stan, with the Stanley cup completely nude. Uh, people have eaten Cheerios out of it. There's stories about like people peeing in it, like which I why the hell would you pee in it? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, but I mean, there's a reason they have to sanitize the Stanley Cup before they pass it to the next person, and it's not because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying it's nothing to do with our current worldwide situation. But I, I like, I heard that and I was like, you realize some of the most like ridiculous things that people have done with the trophy and throwing like the one, like the greatest of one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time at throwing something less than 20 yards to someone who's <laughs> waiting for it threw it less than 20 yards to someone who's waiting for it. And you're demanding an apology. The guy's literally paid millions of dollars to do exactly what he just did with a football, not a trophy. And that thing didn't even come close to being in trouble. I, I just, I think it's silly. I mean, people, people have done stuff by accident and maybe because it's on accident and not on purpose that there hasn't been so much of an uproar where people like drop the Rose Bowl trophy. It's, it's like a trophy made of glass. You just try to shattered all, you know right. what I mean? Like stuff like that happens all the time. There's a ton of stories that happens. I mean, people have dropped the Stanley cup. You get it handed to you right after winning it and people have dropped it. You know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. No one's ever demanded an apology, but again, those are accidents. He threw it on purpose. I don't know. Well, I think you it, know, it's, it's indicative of where we are in 2021. That's absolutely what I was going to say. That it's just it, that that is the most 2021 thing ever. Is how dare you throw that trophy? I'm offended. But um, this this podcast will never cross your ears. But if it does, suck it. You can be offended. I would throw the trophy too. <laughs> I would throw it in the air and call a fair catch and catch it, and then I would hand it off to somebody, and I would take a full swing. Fuck bunting. Never bunt hit dingers so uh anything else for the good of the order there guy no i think we, we pretty much hammered it That's, yeah we that was, we it was all it. football it was all football sabers suck um yeah so uh thanks for austin thanks for joining me and everybody out there listening thanks for tuning in uh you guys are awesome you're absolute rock stars you, you're keeping us up in that 18 17 000 to 18 000 listeners a month category which is absolutely surreal Thanks for tuning I'm, in. I'm starting to meet you guys in real life now. Like people are like, I'm like meeting people. I, I always wondered who are you? 18,000 people. I'm starting to actually meet people, which is awesome. I love, so you know, what, you know, it's going well, right? You know, it's going well. So, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in again and check, check us out on the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, check us out with the other awesome shows on the network. A lot of good people that do a lot of hard work to put podcasts and stuff out, regardless of what people may think they are not as nerdy as you think. Um, they're just good, good hearted people putting info out there and having a good time. So thanks for tuning into that. Check us out, like subscribe, share, give us 
ratings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good fun stuff. Follow us on social media. Uh, Instagram is at HTS underscore pod. Um, Twitter is at Hats, Tats, Stats. And you can just look up Hats, Tats, and Stats on Facebook. Uh, all of those links, if you look wherever you're listening to this, they're down below. Uh, you can always check out the totally indisputable team ranking system or the tits, which we love talking about when we get to talk about the sport in season and have uh, those. They have their own Twitter and Facebook page as well. Check those out. Nick does a lot of hard work and puts a lot of time and effort into those. Go check them out. And uh, you can't dispute them because they're totally indisputable. And who doesn't love tits? So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Again, Austin, thanks for joining my man. I love having you guys on. I love having, you know, my co-hosts that, you know, do this with me and, you know, make it more than just me talking to myself. So good having you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.